Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Hey, what's up? My name is Rochelle Lucero, and you are listening to the Clumsy Theosis podcast. Welcome. I'm really excited that you're here today because today we're starting a brand new series on that spiritual battle that we fight every day. Some people refer to it as a battle. Some people refer to it as spiritual warfare or a spiritual combat, whichever you call it. From now until Pentecost, which I think is about six weeks, we're going to talk about how to be victorious in the spiritual life. And we're going to do this using the armor of God that St. Paul outlines when he writes his letter to the Ephesians, specifically in chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, when St. Paul instructs us to put on the whole armor of God, right? I think a lot of people are familiar with that terminology, the whole armor of God, right? So that's what we're going to crack open over these next couple of six-ish weeks. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited for a couple of reasons. First is because this series is kind of like a BOGO, you know, a buy one, get one free. We're going to be talking about spiritual warfare as well as scripture study at the same time. You know, it's like a twofer. Also, I'm super excited because we're going to draw from a whole bunch of different sources in order to unpack every single piece of armor that St. Paul outlines in this letter. Because every piece has a spiritual representation, right? So we're going to figure out what that is, as well as like not only how to use it, but how to beef up our skills so that we can master each piece of spiritual armor and use it to its fullest potential. And I don't know about you, but if someone is going to tell me to put on armor, okay, I'm going to pay strict and close attention. I want all the details because armor is there to protect me, and I want to know the ins and outs. I want to know exactly how to use that armor to make sure that I am protected. All right, so that's exactly what we're going to do throughout this series. But before we get too steeped into that today, a few things, all right? First, I want to invite you to sign up for our weekly email. This way you won't miss an episode of this series or an announcement that I give throughout this time. Plus, I think the emails make it easier to share these episodes with your friends and your family. You just hit forward and you send it on and they can access the episode. Second, last week I received two one-time donations and you guys know who you are who sent me those donations and I can't mention your name on the air, I know, um, only because... That is reserved for our monthly supporters, also known as our patrons. However, I do want you to know that I'm so thankful for your donation because if anyone's been listening for any amount of time, you already know that Clumsy Theosis is 100% listener supported and I can't spread the gospel through Clumsy Theosis without your financial support as well as your prayer support. So to all of my listeners out there, I do want to also invite you to consider becoming a donor. You can either do a one-time donation or you can become a monthly supporter. You can get all of that information on the website, clumsytheosis.net. Click the word donate in the menu and it'll tell you about being a one-time donor, a monthly donor, the perks you get, all of that. Oh, also, if you want to sign up for the email, it's also on clumsytheosis.net on that front homepage. All right, so I said that we're going to go deep We're going to go deep into this study, this combined study of spiritual warfare, as well as the Ephesians 6 scripture study on the armor of God and why 
why why am I going to do this? What's the point? Well, the bottom line is that we're at war, right? The first line, think about this, the first line of the prayer to St. Michael that we say so often is, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, right? We're not saying, shield us from battle, help us sidestep battle, help us to avoid battle. No, we're saying, defend us in battle. And that's because the reality is that we are at war. The Catechism pretty much says the same thing. It says, this dramatic situation of the whole world, which is in the power of the evil one, makes man's life a battle. The Catechism then goes on to reference a quote from Gaudium et Spes, which is a document from the Second Vatican Council, which St. Pope John Paul II had a lot of influence over this document. He writes, or in Gaudium et Spes, it says, The whole of man's history has been the story of a dour combat with the powers of evil. Dour combat. I like that word, dour. Dour combat with the powers of evil. Stretching, so our Lord tells us, from the very dawn of history until the last day. The quote continues, but it basically says that man finds himself in the middle of a battlefield and he's struggling to do what is right, and that struggle costs man a lot, but man is able to succeed and achieve um, his own integrity because God's grace has been there to aid and to help him. And God's grace is something that we're going to talk about with regard to the armor of God because that really is what it what it is, but it's um, given in very specific spiritual ways with spiritual tools which make up the spiritual armor. Gosh, after that quote, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't. <laughs> I have that song stuck in my head. Um, Love is a battlefield. Uh, I feel like we need to remix it and have it say life is a battlefield. And then that could be the, um, the theme song for this series. <laughs> Anyways, back on topic. Another reason why this topic is uh, really exciting to me is because not too long ago, I had a dream about the armor of God. It was actually January 6th, to be precise, and the only way that I know that date is because I tweeted about it. It was so weird, and I mean, I have weird and wild dreams anyways a lot, almost every day that I remember them, um, but this one was just weird, so I had to tweet it, and I said this. I said, dreamed St. John Paul II and Pope Francis gave me a book about the armor of God while I was chilling at a lawn party that they were also attending. And then I put that little emoji with the guy thinking, and then I followed it up with so many questions, right? Because Twitter is a place, you know, for brevity. So I just put the essentials, but the details, those are the best part. You know what I mean? So you're about to get the details. So picture this, I'm at a lawn party at a public venue. You know, there's live music, malted beverages. Everyone is all sunglasses and smiles. You know, it's totally idyllic. And I'm taking a stroll, weaving around in between the picnic blankets and the chairs that are strewn about. And then I hear someone call my name. So I look over and to my left, there are these two tall wooden beach chairs, like really tall, like think like, like lifeguard, like, you know how they have their chair, like really tall. And who is sitting in those beach chairs? St. John Paul II and Pope Francis. And John Paul II hands me this book. And there's a bookmarker inside. And I'm looking at this book, and I'm really excited about it. Like, the cover is just, like, captivating me. And I'm just like, oh, wow, thank you, thank you. And JP2 keeps trying to open the book to the bookmarker. And I see what's in there. And it's about the armor of God. And there's, like, illustrations. And that's really cool. But I keep, like, closing the book. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Because I just want to look at the cover of this 
book, which I cannot tell you anything about it. It was probably blank in my dream. Um, but I just wanted to look at the cover, and he kept like telling me to open it, and and he would he would actually open the book, and I would close the book, and and I would like close it like on his fingers, like okay, okay, I got it, I got, it. I know what you're talking about. I I didn't know what he was talking about. I was totally missing the message of that dream. But anyways, I woke up, and like I said in my tweet, I had so many questions. Like, first of all, I want to know what type of music the three of us were all listening to and enjoying, right? That is something I need to know. Second, I was not sure why St. John Paul II was hanging out with Pope Francis, because to me, that's a little bit of an unlikely pairing. But anyways, probably the thing that stuck out the most was the big question of why. Why was I getting this book? What was coming What was on the horizon for me? Why was I being instructed to put on the whole armor of God? You know, there's obviously some sort of battle or fight, right, that's coming, right? That's what popped in my head. And that's when a little bit of dread started to set in. Because back when I came back to the faith, I underwent a lot of healing. And ever since then, I've been looking for a peaceful conflict-free life. Because before Jesus, I was really angry a lot of the times. And I was argumentative and I would, you know, fight and just, or just get ugly, you know, and to even think about it now, it's just so gross. And I'm just like, you know, to think about like, that's how I was. And, you know, after healing and coming back to the Lord, I didn't want to be ugly like that anymore. I didn't want to fight anymore. And so I avoided conflict for, gosh, the last six-ish, seven years of my life now. But in doing that, I threw out the baby with the bathwater in a way. Because if I think about it, I am a warrior. You know, I was a born fighter. Like, literally, I was born on the feast day of St. Martin of Tours, who was a soldier in the military. And that feast day so happens to be the exact same day as Veterans Day here in the United States. Not to mention the fact that my patron saint is St. Joan of Arc, who is a soldier, a mystic, and just all-around badass. You know, and then just things in my family. You know, like like my stepdad, he loves to tell people that I'm my mother's daughter. And if you know my mother, you know that she's a feisty woman. You know what I mean? Um, that red hair of hers is no lie. And she doesn't have red hair. It's just an expression. You know what I mean? It's just that red hair is part of her personality. And even my husband, like when I'm in a mood, you know, he'll he'll tease me and say that I'm a wartime consigliere. But for years, I was very much afraid of that part of myself because I didn't want it to lead me to that ugly, sinful um, behavior that I used to exhibit in my life, you know. And so I ran from it. I ran from all conflicts. Now, fleeing from sin is a totally legitimate tactic. Okay, the saints give us this advice over and over if you read their writings. And we even say so in the Our Father when we say deliver us from evil, you know, like get it away from us. Like we don't even want to encounter it. Okay, but I had things a little bit twisted and I saw all battles, all conflicts as something that needed to be avoided. And that's when the baby went out with the bathwater, you know, because as a child of God, I have been called to pick up arms and to fight in this spiritual war. You have been called to pick up arms and to fight in this spiritual war. It's a nonviolent war, but it is a war nonetheless. Now, remember, if you listen to that Salvation History series that we just finished, remember 
I think it was probably the first, no, the second episode of that series, we went over the tasks that God gave to Adam, the four tasks that made up four important roles of a child of God. And those roles were to be a priest, prophet, king, and bridegroom. Remember that? I really hope you remember that because being a child of God requires you to be a priest, prophet, king, and bridegroom, and you're supposed to live out those roles every single day. And the only reason I bring this up now is because living and growing as a priest, prophet, king, and bridegroom, it empowers us and it gives us authority. Now, in particular, as a king, we have been charged to rule, right? We've been charged to rule over ourselves, to rule over sin, and to rule over Satan. And in his letter to the Ephesians, in chapter 6, St. Paul tells us exactly what we're fighting, who we're fighting. And he says, For we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Right? This war that we are called to fight as children of God and the purpose of salvation history are tied together. Right? Because salvation history was all about bringing us back to that original glory of a child of God and giving us the authority of a child of God. And now St. Paul is telling us that we've also been given armor that we need to put on. Not only do we need to put it on, we need to learn how to use that armor. So that's what we're going to do in this series. Because the Lord has equipped us real good, right, with both defensive as well as offensive weapons. And we read about these in Ephesians 6, verses 14 through 18. He says that we have a belt of truth, a breastplate of righteousness, foot coverings of the gospel of peace, shield of faith, a helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And there is a seventh piece of armor that some people overlook or they don't realize it's a piece of armor. The seventh, which is prayer in the spirit. And that's really exciting because that will be our last episode before Pentecost, where we talk about the coming of the spirit and his gifts. So we're going to talk about prayer and the Spirit as spiritual armor right before Pentecost. So I think that's just perfect timing. Now, at face value, all seven of these pieces of armor, we can pretty much, you know, figure out what they are, you know, on a spiritual level, more or less. But hello, like if I'm going to war, I do not want to just wing it when it comes to my armor. Like I said before, I want to be a pro at it, right? If my life depends on it, and in this case, if my spiritual life depends on it, you best believe that I want to know it inside and out, okay? So the great thing about our church is that it's a treasure trove of instructions on how to use these weapons in our armory, and not just how to use them, but also how to master them. So Until Pentecost, I've got a host of resources about the armor of God, right? So I have dug up some biblical commentaries, Catholic biblical commentaries, some homilies and letters from the fathers of the church. I have some contemporary articles as well. And of course, we're going to look at the scriptures themselves. In the New Testament, there's more letters in which St. Paul is talking about the armor of God, even though he refers to it differently. I mean, of course, it's it's that important. We are in a war. We need to know how to fight in this war. St. Paul is going to be talking about um, defending ourselves and fighting in this war to multiple churches throughout his ministry, right? Only makes sense. 
And we're also going to look at the Old Testament scriptures from Isaiah and Wisdom, or Isaiah if you're feeling fancy, because hello, it's not a scripture study unless there is some kind of typology, you know? That's a joke, but not really. Also, if you have any resources that you want to share with me, sometimes people do that. I'm all ears or all eyes because I'll be reading what you're sending me. Um, You can go ahead and send it over to clumsytheosis at gmail.com or you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at clumsytheosis and you can just send me whatever it is that you wanted to share. Before we end today, I just want to put this out there. If this topic makes you at all uncomfortable or a little nervous, you know, spiritual warfare, spiritual battles, I just want to try to set your mind at ease just a little bit. Um, First of all, we need to remember that Jesus has already won the war. You know, we are just called to enter into battle every day. Second, this battle is going on whether or not we decide to fight in it or not. And if we don't decide to fight in this battle every day, We're basically surrendering. We're surrendering to the enemy. So hopefully that just reminds you that there's really only one way to go. You know, you really just have to trust in the Lord and to pick up your armor and to use it to the best of your ability, depending on his grace and trusting in his word. Because in scriptures, he tells us at least I think it's 365 days, so that's one time for every day of the year not to be afraid, right? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of this battle, and learning how to use our armor will help us to not be afraid. It'll empower us even more than we already are empowered as children of God. So until next week, I encourage you, read Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 20 specifically. And next week, we're going to pick up talking about the belt of truth, what that is, and looking at all of these resources that I have gathered for all of us to give us some instruction and encouragement. All right, peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Clumsy Theosis. I'm so happy that you've been able to hang out. If you want to learn more about Clumsy Theosis, you are more than welcome to visit my website, clumsytheosis.net. From clumsytheosis.net, you will also be able to contact me if you're interested in booking me as a speaker or if you're just feeling generous and you'd like to make a donation. Remember that together we can transform the world by letting the Lord transform us.